A lot of dominoes have to fall into place for Ole Miss to hire Chris Beard or Will Wade. One of those might just have happened. This is the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome to the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Willis. Thank you for making the Locked On Podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Anyway, straight into it. You know that I follow the Under Armour circuit more so than the other circuits when it comes to college football recruiting because I cover the Under Armour game 30 miles down the road in Orlando. So whenever Under Armour camp series happens and events happen, I pay close attention to them because they might be players that I will be seeing, in this case, 11 months. So Chris Davis went over to the Under Armour camp in Atlanta and kind of showed out a little bit. Charles Powers from On3 Recruiting did say that the Mississippi native was uncoverable out of the backfield. Davis's play speed was readily evident as he roasted most of the linebackers he faced during one-on-one. Now, if you look at what Davis was coming into this um, camp series, you have this going on. You have on three that had him kind of good on the verge of being a four-star. 247 had him as kind of a mid-three-star. ESPN was the highest-ranked team as him in the 200, 241 out of 300. And Rivals actually has him as a four-star as well, but not quite in their top whatever their ranking puts it as. So that is interesting. I think it's the 250. So, good player, a lot of stuff to gain, and it sounds like Chris Davis actually did gain. And I'm really impressed with how he went into this game and Bill what's going. And if, if you look at it, Jamonte Waller had a day too, and he's been a fast riser over the next couple of months. So what this means is even more Mississippi players that are being recruited in this 2024 class has a chance to elevate themselves, to raise their stature. And Chris Davis is one of these players that has a chance to do that. And I understand playing behind Dante Dowdle last year and in his shadows, it was difficult to see exactly what he brought to the equation. Now with the suddenness of Chris Davis, with the decisiveness of Chris Davis, and he fits a certain type mold that most teams might not have, he has a chance to really take off. The other players that showed out in this camp series, um, while Chris Davis was ranked, Braylon Burnside also showed out and made plays. He's the on three, number three, our consensus number three player in the state. And Javante, Javante Waller both showed out. And even though they even pointed out on there that he was working at edge, because we were on here with John Garcia probably about a week or two ago talking about how he is this year's DJ Holmes. A little bit undersized, a little bit of a tweener. So whenever he shows out at edge, at defensive end, and does something like that, that is going to be a really big boon for his rankings. It's just the way it works because whenever you look at the metrics, he might not be there. 
He's not six foot six. He's not 280 pounds. He's not there at the moment, but he will get there. Potentially, maybe not. But his athletic ability and the ability to make plays becomes most important. We told you, ESPN goes off production off the film. That's how they judge high school players. Places like 247 judge metrics more than actual play on the field. So a player that is six foot five, 230-pound quarterback that threw for 2,200 yards and 10 interceptions and you know, 17 touchdowns is going to be rated higher than a six-foot quarterback generally, 180 pounds, that had astronomical numbers. It's just the way they look at it. It's, it's a risk assessment that they go under at 247 and on three. Doesn't necessarily mean things, just a different way to evaluate players. And if we're going to be real about player evaluation, you can't tell anyway. It's all a guess until junior year of college. Then you can tell who the number one player in the country was. You can't tell when they go into college. It's just, it's just um, bluster at that point. It's just, you know, something to make you feel good, something to monetize. On three also does the thing where they do the NIL value. They don't know that. They that's different for every player. So, but they put a number on there. If you do it enough, that becomes the gospel. That's the why they're doing it. They do some smart things inside this recruiting ecosphere. And that's actually one thing. Like PFF giving out ratings for NFL and college players. There's not enough people to accurately do those ratings. But those numbers have gotten to the point where they mean something. And on three is trying to do the same with NIL. I mean, it's, it's really interesting stuff. But pay attention to these Under Armour camps. Who shows out um, and who I'm going to be watching down in Orlando this year. And hopefully, if you're an Ole Miss signee, you'll go down to Orlando because Ole Miss is one of three or four teams that are down there actually covering the event. you got a bunch of national guys doing everything. But as far as boots on the ground, not many people are down there. So it's actually really cool. So should be interesting to see. Anyway, today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. What makes them so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how they do it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. What's even better is they're healthy. They're only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. And you know what? We've been telling you for years to go to Built.com and put in the promo code LOCKEDON15 to order your box of Built Bars. Now you can get it at Walmart and Sam's Club. Readily available for everybody. This is what you do. Walk over to the pharmacy section. Grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. Or, if you're close to a Sam's Club, you can go in there and get a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. You can still go to Built.com, I think, and order it. The promo code locked on 15 is probably not good anymore, but you can still get it online if that's what your jam. That's what you want. But now you have the ability to go to Walmart and Sam's Club as well. And that's a pretty cool thing. It's really good for the built people and anybody that enjoys built bars. So try one today. 
All right, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Now, you can make sure to check out our brand new podcast. It's Locked On College Basketball. It has everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, you get to hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. You know, go to our YouTube channel, subscribe, hit the bell, comment, participate by upvoting the video. We would appreciate it very much. Now, the Ole Miss basketball coaching search is underway, and yesterday we gave our thoughts on the basketball program and what's going on with this coaching hire. Today, some news might have broken that affects that a little bit. Now, for Ole Miss to hire Chris Beard or Will Wade, things have to happen, and that means knocking off the top crust of the search because Lowest common denominator tells you if you can avoid this trouble, you might deal with this one because this is minuscule. This isn't going to matter. And Chris Holtzman is the basketball coach at Ohio State. Good basketball coach. Absolutely. But after he went over Illinois, Sunday evening, he posted this. He is absolutely committed to his future at Ohio State. He loves it here. Reports have linked Holtzman to both Ole Miss and Notre Dame as possible targets for head coach vacancies. Even though this is his worst season in Columbus by far, but following the Buckeyes' first win since January on Sunday, Holtzman said he's absolutely committed to a future at Ohio State. Now, at the end of the day, was Ole Miss hiring Holtzman? I don't know. But when he was out there, that allows your search to go a certain way. It just does. Whenever you have high quality, high, he's gone to seven or eight NCAA tournaments at Butler and Ohio State. Whenever that's out there, that's going to be an easier hire than the splash hire that might have more problems, more warts, more issues, more risk involved. So Holtzman, if he is indeed off the board. Now, Nick Saban said he wasn't leaving the Miami Dolphins and not taking the Alabama Crimson Tide job. We all know how that turned out. So is Holtzman doing a similar thing? I do not know. I, honestly, I do not know what's going on. Rumor is the peop, the fan base in Ohio State, they're not happy with this season. Even though it's a down year, they're, they're just not happy with it. Um, rumor has it that other coaches are in that same boat that is kind of playing with Ole Miss. Steve Forbes would be in that boat as well. You know how I feel about Will Wade and Chris Beard and how Ole Miss, I think, needs a coach like them. Maybe not those two, but they need somebody with that personality. And me not being a super college basketball fan and completely locked in means there might be some people on the list that I don't know about. It's going to be a wait-and-see type mode. And then there's the G5 stuff. And I am am against the G5 stuff. Um, We've done that. I'm against the assistant stuff. Because the risk for Ole Miss at this point, the risk for Ole Miss and Ole Miss's basketball program is continued apathy to the point where it becomes a financial drain on the athletic department and means football has less money. That's That might sound overly real. That might sound mean. That might sound whatever, but it's true. So Ole Miss needs to make a hire to make the basketball program relevant so it pays for itself. I don't think you need to necessarily pay pay $3.5 million for a coach. 
I don't think you necessarily have to do anything, but you need to have a maximum personality. And if people says, well, this person is going to take the job and the first opportunity he's going to bolt. Well, you know what that means? He won. He won big. He made this program different than it has been for the past five years. I will take that all day, every day. After he leaves, go find somebody that fits the bill in a similar way. You need to build this as a formula. Hire consistently. Do like Arkansas State did in the 2010s to where you hire a football coach and they leave, but you go and hire somebody else that fits that mold. That's what I believe. But if, if Holtzman is actually really committed to Ohio State, which, you know, I have no reason to doubt him, you know, I don't believe everything that's written, but I have no reason to doubt him. That makes it different different because you're in, inching towards Wade and Beard versus a G5 coach to where it's just a roll of the dice. And that is the storm I have been talking about that's been coming over this hire. That's the storm that's a real thing. It's about fan perception. It's about fan buy-in. It's about fan honestly wanting something they can be proud of. They do not want people to come make fun of them. I mean, if, if you want to look at the reality, that's what's going on. They do not want people to come up and laugh at them because Ole Miss lost a basketball game. Since Ole Miss has won one basketball game, so they beat LSU. That ended the losing streak that goes back to last January. They got it just before March. So understand what they're willing to do. Know what you are also. Or you better understand what you are. Ole Miss does not have enough money to be all in on everything. The way that Ole Miss is successful is by giving a football an exorbitant amount of money and leeway. That's how they make up the gap with the rest of the SEC. Baseball, not many people are necessarily into baseball. Ole Miss was able to build a good program because of that. Mike Bianco is of the Skip Bertman school to where he is involved in every aspect of the stadium in order to bring fans into the game. He's a very hands-on coach. The basketball program needs to be at least be self-sufficient. It does not need to cost money from the football program to run. The money that they have to close that gap cannot be shut down over the basketball program. That is the minimum expectation for that program. So is Ole Miss going to hire a $5 billion coach? I hope not. Can Ole Miss find a really good coach for one five, one six, one seven? Yes, I think they can. Does Ole Miss have to go the G5 route for that to happen? I don't think so. So we'll see. Between Will Wade, Chris Beer, G5, Steve Forbes, and all these names that are percolating, because we're going to hear about new names if this goes, the search goes past the second week of the NCAA tournament, because Jason Jordan, who I'm interviewing tomorrow, um, to give an update on, he has said that Ole Miss will probably hire a G5 coach after the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. That was his prediction like three or four weeks ago. We're going to have him on tomorrow to talk about exactly what's going on 
within the basketball program and how it is viewed nationally because that's where he's locked in at. I also have interviews that I'm trying to get set up with the Locked On College Basketball. I have an interview um, scheduled if technology doesn't get us with Gerald Glass. Um, there's a chance, you know, if you if you are into basketball, we're going to have some basketball comment over the next couple of months. Also, um, tonight, Pratt Rogers is going to – we're going to talk about defensive position position room grades going into spring practice. The same thing we did last week, we're going to do again. So anybody that's worried about the football content, still coming. Don't worry about that. But I'm really, really, really excited about this search. Um, I think the fan base is completely one-sided. and one, It's just one direction at this point. Somebody else could pop. Something could happen that we don't know about. I do not know. But as for right now, Chris Holtzman says he's completely committed to Ohio State, and I don't care what anybody says. As far as denials go, that was a pretty good denial. So we'll see exactly what happens with that. When we come back, we're going to give our impressions of the baseball weekend. Um, the Rebels took two of three from Maryland. Maryland can really hit the ball, and Sunday turned into batting practice. But stick around. We'll talk about it in just a second. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are, in fact, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Do us a favor, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell for notifications, and, of course, upvote the video itself and comment down below. We'd appreciate it. Ole Miss took two out of three from the Maryland Terrapins over the weekend, and it was a fun series. It really was. It got chippy at times. Um, T.J. McCants hit a huge pimp job home run that the catcher had words for him from, and McCants talked back, and you know it got a little bit heated there for a second, and you got to the point where the whole stadium was booing. And I will give you my opinion on pimp jobs. I think you should be able to pimp a home run as much as you want to, well, as at least as much as you're willing to take a ball in the back, period, because. Um, pitchers out there after a strikeout doesn't look like Leslie Nielsen, you know, calling strike three. It, that 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 doesn't exist. So bat flips and pimp jobs and things like that, it's, it's just this me society that we live in now. And I understand that it's not going to change. And I understand that people want to have fun. Um, but as an old school fan, it just rubs me the wrong way. Just hit the ball and go to base. If you hit a home run, jog around the bases, do your um, song over the PA system, your celebration at the after he crosses home plate, do all of that. That's fantastic. But I do not want Ole Miss baseball to turn into what Tennessee was last year. And I think even T.J. McCants has said after the fact that, he, yeah, he probably held that too long and he didn't mean to. But he had a rough weekend. He's had a rough week. Um, he does get a little leeway on that, but... Yeah, honestly, Maryland didn't know that. So my first impression of the weekend is I am not willing to give up on Jack Doherty yet on Friday. Not at all. But right now, Ole Miss has a little bit of a Friday problem without Hunter Elliott. And there's rumors back and forth going, it's like, will Hunter Elliott have to get Tommy John? Will he not? Will he be able to rehab? There's a, The lack of information creates... 
not necessarily conspiracies, but rumors and misinformation. And I've honestly, I got text messages over the course of the weekend, three different things. It's like, hey, just want to let you know this is happening with Hunter. And it's three completely people, different people, people that are fairly connected on what's going, what's going on. But there's an information, you know, people are backing her and you can't really use it because they tell you one thing. It's like, okay, well, that, that sucks. And it's like, well, okay, that news is a little better. And it's like, how is this news swinging so many different directions? So honestly, we just have to wait for official word at this point. So he might have to have Tommy John. He might not. He might be back in three weeks. He might not. You know, it, 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 we're in that scenario. But in the meantime, Jack Doherty got he got roughed up pretty good. And there's problems on Friday and Saturday with control. And hopefully that gets fixed. Luckily, Mike Bianco is he, he's a pitching guru. So if anything can get done, it will get done with the pitching side of the ball. I like Sonia on Saturday. He's going to be fine. He's just a freshman. Saturday was the biggest baseball game he has ever played in. And he is going to have that happening a while. And then once that stops, he can relax and everything can slow down and he can become what he's going to become. But he does have a while where the biggest baseball game he's ever pitched in is going on whether it was his first collegiate start against Delaware, playing a ranked Maryland team, the biggest series of the preseason, or not preseason, the non-conference season, for Ole Miss baseball. Now he's going to get his first road atmosphere. For a while, this is going to happen. So probably about the third week of the SEC schedule, he'll calm down a little bit. And once that happens, his stuff can take over. He can truly develop. You're not pitching so much on adrenaline. I like Xavier Rivas. I think he's a good Sunday guy. But Sunday, man, Sunday has turned. It's just batting practice out there. Calvin Harris with his own home run stick. This team just mashes. It's just absolutely nuts. I realize I'm probably using a word from like 1997 to describe a power-hitting baseball team like we used to do with LSU back in the day. But this team, they hit the ball really well, and they hit the ball deep. I don't know if the bats are a little lighter than they used to be. I don't know if the balls are a little lighter than they used to. And I'm by used to, I mean like two days, two years ago. Um, but this is a baseball team that you didn't expect to be here because they lost Tim Olko. They lost Kevin Graham. And between them, that's nearly 40 home runs. So you're like, what is Ole Miss going to be able to do? And what they're going to be able to do is hit the ball out of the ballpark. I think Peyton Chatagnier this season already has three home runs. TJ McCants is somewhere there. Um, Calvin Harris is there. So you've got a bunch of guys that have a chance to be 10 to 15 at the end of the year in home runs. We'll see what SEC pitching does to these guys, but they're at the point where they're really knocking the cover off the ball. And uh, like I said, Will Furness. That guy's a dude. Um, I like him. And, you know, I told my wife watching the game, if any of y'all have seen the movie, movie Blended, the Adam Sandler movie Blended, and he teaches his little kid, his, this little kid how to hit a baseball. And he tells it to put some, um, you know, 
psych out the pitcher by making faces at him, you know. So he always looks mean. If you look at Will Fern as bat, and this is going to change the way you see him the rest of the year, it's that same thing. He, he's absolutely making stank face at the pitcher, trying to psych you out. And I laugh every time I see it. It's pretty great. The freshman pitchers um, enjoy it. I want to see what Quinn does this week against Louisiana Tech because Louisiana Tech is a traditionally mash-the-ball type of team. So Quinn throws the ball a little straight. I want to see how he does against that team because we are not necessarily looking for a Friday starter. We are just looking for as much pitching as we can get because we are down at the moment three arms. If you consider Hunter Elliott, Riley Maddox, and um, Josh Maddox. So with them not being able to play, you need to try and make up arms. You lose your closer and your Friday night pitcher, that's, that's not an ideal situation. But Ole Miss's offense has shown the ability to mash when they need to. So we'll see how that happens. They they are hitting the ball a ton. I really, really like um, Leger and Groff as the transfer. Even Clarko. It looks like they hit on all three transfers. And and you can just look at the batting lineup and you can see what they can do because Groff makes all the difference at the top of that order. Even when Gonzalez is leading off, if you have Groff in the two-hole, that is opening up everything for Alderman and Harris and Clark. It, it's a little bit of bear of a bear, this lineup. It, it just is. So I think Ole Miss is going to be fine because they were last year. They get the benefit of the doubt for like three years from me. I'm not going to overly question anything. So when it comes to pitching, they're probably going to get it figured out. So we'll see exactly what they do, but I just know this team hits a ton right now and they're pretty fun to watch. So I'm really excited about that. Anyway, thank you again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place, plus you get to hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. It's Locked On College Basketball. It's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. We'll keep following the basketball search. We'll keep getting ready for spring. We'll keep doing recruiting. we got Jason Jordan tomorrow um, if technology doesn't rise up, and he's going to give his perspective nationally of the Ole Miss college basketball search. So stick around for that. should be really good. But until then, we'll see you tomorrow.